unauthorized opinions expressed on the internet would be censored. We are live. We are live. This is real. Welcome back to Unauthorized Opinions, uopod.com. Like, share, subscribe. It's pure propaganda and it's super cringe, by the way. I literally went to the polls with nothing in mind. I saw a can of orange soda in the parking lot. <laughs> and it's I was like, yeah, there we go. An unopened can of orange soda just chilling <laughs> in the parking lot. I was like, yeah, I got to vote for Trump, dude. Your podcast sucks it's mental mate it's absolutely mental i'll be honest i thought it was kind of offensive when you talk so much about the loch ness monster political climate andrew treat yourself okay especially if you start i don't know getting getting in good with homeless people unauthorized opinions streaming everywhere at uopod.com Welcome back, everybody. It is Sunday, January 6th, 2021. Every single day is January 6th. My hair is out of control. Gabe Victile is with me. How are you, young Gabriel? Hello, how are you? You know, I, uh, I'm i doing great. I'm doing great. I bought a new computer. Um, I have, like, a different camera set up as last time. So, hello. Hello, viewers. I don't know if this angle is good because um, I'm not necessarily looking at it. So, I'm going to try to figure out. During here, had a bit over, a bit over, so I kind of more directly towards the camera. But uh, how are you, Andrew? How have you been? I am great, my dude. International best friends, the New Hampshire National Enquirer. You're the Texas tornado. You're the Dallas destroyer. You're the, the Brazilian. I don't know if I destroy the Dallas. Brazilian. Brazilian Barracuda. The Curitiba captain. I don't know. Where is your family from in Brazil? Um, Manaus? I don't know where that is. Anyways, you look uh, like you're Spirit. coming to us from an abyss. I am. Void. So let me uh, give some explanation. Gabe is in a uh, moving mode right now. Uh, I'm going to be moving out of Texas sometime in May, which I know is... A far time from now, but the studio is now being kind of taken a bit here uh, at a uh, you know Gabe's Casa, uh, the the West Hut as we like to call it over <laughs> here. And I have this divider that I used to use. So actually, this divider, everything that's behind it, is like a mess. So I moved my kitchen divider behind me for the show. You know, your audience would not see my mess and think that you have messy friends. <laughs> That's okay. It seems better that you're speaking to us from purgatory. Uh, of course, unauthorizedopinions.com. We're on Rumble, Twitter. Uh, what else are we on? YouTube. Can't forget about that one. Of course, if you're listening, the growing Spotify audience and Google and Apple podcasts. Every single place, even iHeartRadio, where the 
age group, oh, I assume, is 50 to 70 years old. Dude, I remember our iHeartRadio used to be really big back in the day. Like, I used to go to parks, Emily, and they would always be like tense. It's like, oh, iHeartRadio, like, answer like three questions. You get this wristband or something. It was uh, it used to be pretty big. Answer three questions and give us your blood sample. Uh, let's get <laughs> let's get into it. There is a group of protesters. You know, they're always European climate protesters are completely out of control. They're completely cringe. They are often oh, yeah. incredibly yeah. misinformed. That too, as we get into the immediate demonetization of the, of oh, the podcast. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I okay. am gay, so it is okay. That's, That's fair. You know, for this episode, I will save by the, you know, ad uh, monsters at YouTube. He's very, um, it's not like I'm making any money off of it. Um, very fluid is what you are. So in Europe, they're always throwing stuff at artwork. They're gluing their faces to the road. And just recently, I think this came, this happened today or yesterday, climate activists in, I'm guessing France. Yeah, the Louvre, La Louvre. Um, sorry, that's my French just coming out. They threw soup at it. Uh, employees responded by holding up curtains to block the visitors from seeing. That's a very French thing to do. These climate asterisk terrorists need to be arrested and given long prison sentences to see to stop. I mean, that's a little bit hyperbolic. I don't need know how long somebody who's vandalizing something expensive deserves in prison, but let's see. So they're saying, if my broken French is correct, something like, this is what you think is important. Well, and I can only assume after that it's the plants burning and everything. But before we watch the rest of it, I want to point out that this is like a 50-something-year-old woman. Have you noticed that a lot of these climate activists are like old hippie types? Yeah, uh, this lady is... Probably, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'd assume that this lady is this girl's mother. Uh, and mm. if not, then that would be even more concerning to me, quite frankly. Because first off, it is concerning that like you'd encourage your child. If this wasn't her mother, I feel like it would be more concerning seeing that this woman probably is aiding in the public destruction of property with a child that isn't hers. <laughs> like it, it, either way, it's terrible, you know? Either way, it looks really really bad <laughs> this this is like um I'm just gonna mute it while we play this is like antifa how they block people out from things that they don't want them to be seen now they're antifing the activists with just, you know, placards here, <laughs> room Plot dividers. Plot twist. I am actually in France right now. This divider behind <laughs> me is that caught me. I am in France. You're just be podcasting live from the Mona Lisa. Be oh, like, yeah. what is what is this doing? You're blocking their message from getting out. Like it's like, how about taking them away from? your bajillion dollar artwork no we're gonna block you out you guys this is what happens when liberal protesters do something in an extremely liberal place like paris 
and uh, this is their only idea. Let's check. No, oh, that's the end of the video. I hope it's not uh, this woman's daughter, but that would make sense. I didn't think about that. Yeah. This is what you care about. You guys care about art and history and culture. The climate, you guys. Like, how long is this going to... This is one of the longest lasting, I think, psyops, if you can call it that. Don't you think? Like, the racism hasn't worked out as, as well as they thought. Um, so many different... Uh, what storylines, headlines haven't lasted as long as climate change has. I don't think they've been, you can say they've been saying it from like the, since the seventies and it's true. They used to say an ice age was coming. And then in the nineties, it was greenhouse gases and ozone layer. But since around like the Al Gore time and 2012, so the late two thousands till now, this has been ongoing. Why do you think gave that, this is such a thing that enthralls people for such a long period of time. You know, I'd probably say that the it, it's the bit of truth, right? Because climate is always changing. Like when they changed it from global warming to global cooling to then climate change, they started getting more people on board because you know, global warming, oh, but like it, you know, it's getting colder or global cooling, but actually winter's getting pushed forward. Uh, and we get it later every year now, it's because climate is just always changing and it always has been for the history of the world. Uh, so that's how they like get people hooked. Not necessarily a problem. Now, part of me can like sympathize with uh, climate change activists, not in the sense that I think they're doing anything productive because I think quite frankly, it's stupid. Um, but I do like understand from like a Christian perspective, we want to preserve like the earth that God gave us, right? Like we don't want to be destroying everything. But the thing is, is these people aren't like actually attacking like the root of these problems. And most of the time they're just like yelling into nothingness and harassing people for no reason, which is retarded. And I, I just fully disagree with the message. Take. I disagree with a lot of this due to aid climate change, whatever it is. I feel like if we're we're gonna do anything, just stop littering. You know, like if that's if that's the one thing we do to like help the earth, stop littering. Uh, maybe stop being vegan. Um, yeah, I think those are like the solutions there. I do also have a problem with the way that these protests are conducted. Not because they're stupid, and they are. The gluing the face to the road is one of my favorite things. And the sitting in front of traffic is one of my most annoying things. But the fact that it's just ineffective, what change they think that by disrupting things, especially in Europe, they think this like throwing the orange glitter and paint at Wimbledon or at the world billiard championships or the cricket game. They think disrupting people's lives is how to get their attention. And it's literally what they say. But why not do something that actually disrupts the government as those are the people that are making these changes yeah. and decisions. Now, I'm not saying to do it. I'm not saying to commit crimes because I would never say that. But when BLM or somebody, they are destroying things. I mean, that is going to get the attention of the government. And it did get the attention of Joe Biden and, and who's it and what's it and such and such. Yeah. But even for freedom oriented protesters, whom I am more likely to agree with, they nearly never actually go and protest the parliament in Canada or the state house in the United States, that is usually left to the leftist. Now, obviously, the environmental protesters pretty much never do that. They have this different edginess to them where they purposely want to get certain amounts of publicity so they can get donations for it. But 
You know, the crazy leftists, I think it was in the Tennessee State House, they staged their protest there. And of yeah. course, there's the obvious truth. Whereas if you're a Republican or a conservative in the United States, you do that, you get arrested, but the leftists are allowed to do it. There's that obvious, obvious truth. But a lot of the protests that are more right wing do not disrupt any sort of governmental proceeding. And I'm not saying they necessarily have to go and stop a vote or anything, but just maybe being outside a courthouse or being outside a parliament building or a state um, house of representatives, something like that, where you're actually saying, hey, we're directing the blame at these government officials. Whereas most of the time it's let's gather in a park and have a session there or let's walk down the street in usually a pre-planned and legal parade. And those aren't effective at all. Obviously, the one true thing that has been affected was effective was the trucker convoy, and they shut down an entire city for a while. And of course, they had to deal with the propaganda about them and the the noise they were making over oh, the horns. My God, the horns! But that was something that was actually effective because they targeted it the right way. Now, the reason why they did it, you might disagree with, but it no matter which side of the aisle it's on. I think you need to actually do something where you're letting the government know that you're displeased with them other than just causing trouble in the streets, sitting down in front of cars until a big buff German lady comes and takes you out of the streets or a British chav comes up and says, Oi, mate, go get work. I go get to me English breakfast. I don't know how much experience you have with what English breakfasts are, Gabriel. They're quite disgusting. Uh, I know that it's beans and... Uh... Mushrooms, black pudding, tomatoes. Black pudding. You know, a I lot of that black stuff pudding doesn't sound like too bad. No, it's disgusting. For you don't like beans? I'm gonna have to bring it up for you then. I do like yeah. beans, but for breakfast, that's like the only yeah, acceptable thing besides the mushrooms. That's, English breakfast. It's got like I, black pudding, which is black pudding is like um, cow's blood. You're lying. I'm not. And then the. Then the um, Wait, hold on. I'm opening <laughs> the um, the tomatoes are just like basically tomatoes that came out of a can. We could bring Lewis Brackpool on for this if we needed to. I'm gonna message him right now. I'm gonna invite him to this. I'm gonna message him right now. I don't know hold why. I always thought this was just so disgusting, just like cut and cooked. This this actually looks awful. <laughs> yeah, it is disgusting. Oh I told you. And then they got um, the ugly sausages. I mean, they've got toast often and sometimes bacon. But my girlfriend and I watch the these um you know these eaters sometimes. This one guy named Beard Meets Food. This English guy who eats competitively because um, it's content, you know. And there's so few, yeah. so little good content out these days that um. You take what you can get, but uh, here it is, and they are, they eat these disgusting things. Like there's the black pudding, there's beans, there's some burnt potatoes, I think, and this is just a tomato cut into like thirds. You know what's so funny is like the left hot, the right side of that plate actually doesn't look too bad. It looks kind of like an American breakfast, you know, at least eggs, bacon. You got that looks like hash browns or something. But then that left side of the plate just looks like. Pre- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I saw like- a good meme the other day. Saw a good meme the other day that was like the English are all still eating like the Germans are flying overhead. So and I thought that was pretty accurate. Yeah, dude. From this play, at least that left side looks just like it. We're talking about competitive eaters. I hate to get 
off topic here, but they will never beat us in uh, competitive meters. We have Matt Stoney. All right. I don't know if you watch Matt Stoney. I right wing. He's probably a left wing guy because he's like small, but he's a competitive eater, dude. And no guy, nobody is better than Matt Stoney. All right. He is the GOAT. And we have him in probably claims his Asian side, you know. Gay. How dare you not mention Joey Chestnut? Joey Chestnut also, yes. But I'm pretty sure Matt Stoney beat his record, did he not? Oh, I don't know about that. I'm not as up to date on <laughs> my eating records yeah, as I should be, I suppose. Hopefully we can get Lewis on here to explain. Watch more people hungry, but it'll also make you full at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. I ate so much the other day. I ate, what did I have? Yesterday I ate, we have this place here called the Pita Deli. Shout out Pita Deli. Don't um, harass them because we're so extremist over here. But uh, the Pita Deli gives you a pita the size of a Canadian football. And I had a chicken Caesar pita yesterday with, I always get cucumbers, tomato, pickles in it. And I ate half of it. We came home. I ate the other half. And then I forget what I had, like a thing of fruit gushers or something. <laughs> no way. And I also had a, a milk to go. I don't know if you have those there. But I was so sick, I had to lay down for like 30 minutes to recover. Dang. And um, thinking about doing that today with Taco Bell as well. Normally, I don't have to recover from food. Like, <laughs> it's 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 occasion, on occasion. So I won't lie. Like, if I'm out for my birthday and we go to, like, Fogo to show... Or we go to like Brazilian steakhouses. I will eat a, a like so much meat that I will want to puke after. Like that, that is like one of those sections where I eat one of those restaurants where I eat like a ton. Uh, or like if I go to eat all you can eat sushi, I don't think sushi is worth money unless it's all you can eat, or if you're making it at home. Uh, those two. So it's like the all you can eat places. Like I will fill my face if I'm going there because I'm spending so much money, you know. So I like have to, I have to endure the pain, like to for it to be worth my money. You know? It's, it's uh, it was a problem yesterday. Let's uh, talk about Snoop Dogg, and then somebody in the chat says to talk about Ben Shapiro's rap, which I think we should because it's so bad. Oh, oh, you thought it was bad? I yeah, I listened to a minute of it, and I was like, I can't take this. But well, Snoop Dogg, who we all know as you know Snoop Dogg, but my point is for the last few years. He has vehemently uh, been anti-Trump, and we know this because, you know, just for an example, he did a music video where he pretended to execute him. Very cool. So he obviously didn't like Trump. You know, that was very popular to dislike Trump. Um, they really sent out all the wolves. But now, after however many years, I guess seven, eight now, he said that he is a big fan of him. So he also met Donald Trump. They're talking about this is from um, The Times, which is, uh, I believe, the UK The Times, not the LA Times or yeah. something. He also met Donald Trump at tele on a televised Comedy Central roast in 2011. Talked about Snoop Dogg. Chance for the invited celebrities to take apart the host of The Apprentice, as Trump was then. Snoop made a prescient gag about the po possibility of Trump running for president and displacing the Obamas. Why not? It wouldn't be the first time you pushed a black family out of their home. Ha ha ha, lol.com. Snoop Dogg laughs. Donald Trump, he bellows, he ain't done nothing wrong to me. 
has done only great things for me. He pardoned Michael Harris. Harris, the founder of Snoop's first label, Death Row Records, was in prison for drug offenses. So I have nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump. I mentioned a post from 2012 in which Snoop weighed up the, weighed up the reasons. Okay. Talking about, like, trying to get uh, in good terms with the audience. Snoop weighed up the reasons um, to vote for Barack Obama above Mitt Romney. Should we expect similar for Biden versus Trump this year? I may have to, Snoop says, nodding, because there are mixed views on that. So I want to see what people say. And then for some reason they link to, they embed gin and juice in in the uh, article. And that's about all they say for Trump. Like Do you think... people that don't know who Snoop Dogg is. Yeah, like, oh, just in case. Bad, His 1994 hit regarding gin and some sort of juice. Um so he obviously went from hating him. I mean, I never took Snoop Dogg's political view seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a thing back in the day where he hated Bill O'Reilly as well. Bill, Bill O'Reilly went at him very hard for having uh, weed uh, not convictions is the word I'm looking for. And he said he was a bad influence on kids. And then when this the Trump presidency happened, he obviously went from the rapper's greatest lyrical reference about how rich Donald Trump is to then hating him because it was perceived for some reason that all of a sudden he was now racist. Now he's back on the side of Trump because he pardoned a guy who was in jail for drug offenses, which is probably part of the first step act. Now, do you think that's a good thing for Trump to be getting fans based on letting drug people with drug offenses out of jail or in the case of ASAP Rocky, whose crew allegedly beat up some kids. Now, I have opinions on that as well. Um, I don't think they were that guilty, but um, he got a lot of clout for bringing ASAP Rocky home and then clout for pardoning Lil Wayne, Kodak Black as well. So so do you think these are good reasons why Um, he should be getting praise from these guys? So with, like, the drug stuff, um, I don't think it's that great of an idea to let people that are, you know, careless drugs out on the streets to like set them free from prison. I, I disagree personally with that. Um, but I think that like, I can understand why these people like Trump for that because they quite honestly see like, you know, drugs as part of their culture and maybe not drugs like in general, right? And they see like weed as nothing. They see it as a nothing drug, uh, which most Americans do nowadays, which, you know, if I don't know if there's anyone in your audience right now, but weed is a something drug. Weed is not good for you. And uh, if you're smoking it, you should probably stop. It has a lot of negative effects on your brain. Um, but I'm sure Trump probably doesn't know that either. And I'm sure Trump also grew up with a lot of people smoking weed around them. He is, you know, gonna appeal to these people more, right? Uh, especially having been in Hollywood for a long time, everyone smokes weed. So I don't think it's a, necessarily a good thing that he did those things, like just freed people that had like drug crimes under their belt. But I do think that it is good that they're just like recognizing that as like the one thing that was stopping them from liking Trump. And I'd say it's a net positive at least, because if you look out, like how many more young people do you think will consider, or at least young, I don't think necessarily matters as much as like the young white vote or like the young Hispanic vote, but because they're just like such a small section of the population, not because they matter less or something, please don't ban us YouTube. Um, but I do think that like, 
a lot more young men, I'll say in general, will be voting for Donald Trump, your favorite celebrity supporting him, like Kodak Black, your Lil Yachty's, your ASAP Rocks, your Snoop Dogs, your Ice Cubes, your Lil Wayne's, your Big Sean's, your uh, Waka Flock of Flames, you know, all these people. So, uh, yeah, those, those are kind of my thoughts on that. I haven't seen that uh, Lil Yachty endorsed Trump. Is that, or is that so? Lil Yachty has never like been like, oh, I'm voting for Trump. Uh, but he was the one that initiated Trump pardoning Kodak Black. Hmm. So Yachty was like, yo, Trump, if you're going to do anything good before you like, free my boy Kodak. And then like literally when Trump was doing his last minute pardons, he added Kodak Black. And Kodak Black is basically like, I owe Donald Trump my life. Like, you know, I'll do anything for him. So I'd assume that like Lil Yachty's um, ideas are roughly the same because Trump wouldn't have done that. Uh, uh, or at least I don't think he would have. I think that he can appreciate Trump, or at least he probably won't because I'm sure Kodak would, you know, kind of check him on that a bit. So I also think that a lot of these guys, when they saw Trump get into office, they got huge tax incentives as in their taxes were cut massively i remember kanye west stating that when trump took office he got 97 million dollars in tax uh revenue so people like lil wayne and kodak black these are wealthy guys lil wayne probably much richer and then of course stoop dog probably pretty wealthy these are guys are going to see a significant difference in their taxes especially business taxes under trump and then probably when biden came back into office it goes way up again. I, I, I can't remember what he put it back to. But these are reasons why I think they should promote Donald Trump. Not necessarily because, you know, if this affects their lives, I'm not going to say don't talk about what affected your life. But they could say, these specific guys could come out and say, hey, when Trump is in office, he's an entrepreneur, so he looks out for the businessman, the the small business owner. And whatever level you're at, whether you're hustling on online with with clothing or with shoes or making videos, if business taxes are lower and you run your own business, you're going to make more money. And that's something I think they could market to people who want to make money. The young black guys hustling is a known thing. Like that's one of the things you see. Like a black guy, when a black guy's at his job, he's usually pretty serious about it and doesn't want to mess that up. Um, as opposed to some of the people that I live around will go who will go unnamed. Um, old Indian women. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> terrible service. <laughs> terrible service. Um, oh my goodness. So yeah, the, these are one of the things that the that the rapper community could be pushing about Trump. Now, I understand, like I said, that if it affects their lives personally, that they will talk about it. And it reminds me of Mike Tyson. Now, I forget who he was on with. Maybe it was like Michael Rappaport or something. who's was a raging lunatic or somebody else. But he was on a radio show talking about how he loves Trump. And because Trump was one of the only people who stood by him when he was uh, accused and went to jail. So I guess convicted of sexual crimes, whatever they may have been. He went to jail for a while. And Trump, of course, in the casino game, in the hotel game, hosted Mike Tyson for fights. But Mike Tyson knew that he stood by him, so he could he wasn't fooled by 
the the misinformation or the disinformation um, that came out about Trump. So I think that some of these guys start to realize this once something in their life is personally affected by this. In this case, Kodak Black. Now, in terms of ASAP Rocky, I covered this years ago. I think it was 2019. Uh, him and his friends were in Sweden, and I have to go back and check my own video about it. But I remember kind of agreeing with ASAP Rocky's crew and that they were not guilty of what they were allegedly hearsay convicted of or charged with or whatever. And I, then Trump I, thought it was, back. I thought it was like also drug crimes, was it not? Like, so you I mentioned like them beating up some back. kid, but <laughs> um, I thought it was, I thought it was some drug crime, but I might be wrong. Who knows? That was I could be wrong too. I do remember where I was though. Like I was in New Hampshire at my dad's work when I saw that post <laughs> on my phone. I, I still remember it till this day because it's so brought up. Uh, it's brought up all the time, but yeah. Let's go ahead and check out Ben Shapiro and Tom McDonald. Oh, um, and then yeah. and then we'll talk about it. They call me offensive, controversial. It's only two genders, boys and girls. They can't cancel my message because I'm the biggest independent rapper in the whole freaking world. The American just skip to Ben Shapiro. I've got the facts. My money like lives in my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whack. Dog, it's a yamaka. Homie, no cap. Look at the graphs. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison. I'm on television. Dog, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karen's. And I make racks of compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people download this. Let's get a billboard number one. Okay, so it was that last part that I saw that was just like... All my people, download this. Da, 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 da. And I get it. It's going to make them a lot of money, and I think that's what the goal probably was. I mean, oh, let's yeah. put you Ben Shapiro in a song, and it's going to go to number one. And it's because that not that many people are literally buying the songs anymore. So if you can get momentum behind it, you're probably going to get close to the top. Bryson Gray's made number one several times on the rap and general charts because he's got a following that's willing to pay for his music, which is good. But Tom McDonald in general, I don't think his uh, his choruses are very good. I think all most of his songs are very similar. I can't support him always being like nearly naked in videos. Well, it's kind of funny, but I definitely can't support his Blair Whiteism either. His his promotion stuff like that. So he's not that much of a political person. He's trying to be, you know, controversial all the time. But um, it's just not. He's a good rapper. It's just not good enough for me to care. Be like, oh my god, Ben Shapiro. Maybe if it was 2016 or 2017, I'd be like, this is cool. But at this point, I leave that to the young conservatives who are just getting into it with Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I I personally... I So when I said before that I liked it, it's because I thought it was funny. Like, I thought... <laughs> Ben Shapiro's part, it's good culture. You know, it's funny. Like, everyone's going to be sharing it. It's like the nerdy Jewish guy, like, trying to rap. <laughs> it's hilarious, you know? But I would agree with you when it comes to Tom McDonald's music, not uh, to diss him or anything, because I think that he has, like, songs out there that have changed people's minds, weirdly enough. But I just personally don't like listening to his music. I don't, like you said, his choruses. I think that's, like, the big thing because it's so heavily auto-tuned. And it's, like, trying to sing a chorus most of the time. But it's not good. Like, I, I would rather a song have no chorus and someone rap all the way through. Kind of like an Eminem type song or song where someone's, like, just rapping mm -hmm. all the way through, no chorus. 
just and it's just bars after bars. Rapping ability, like he could do that, but he tries to throw in choruses, like a cookie cutter template he has, where he just rips off the lyrics and slaps on new lyrics. Um, that's what I don't like. But on the song, thought it was keck, you know, thought it was funny. <laughs> Shout out NF, good uh, Christian boy. I never thought that Christian rap would get anywhere close to good. I just never thought it. And now, and I can't even remember any Christian rappers from back in the day. There were definitely Christian rock groups that were good, and they tried to hide that they were Christian for a while. And then when they came out as Christian, they kind of make fun of them. That's what the guy from Creed said, is that once they came out as Christian and it became evident that they were you start listening to their lyrics, you're like, yeah, obviously. They said they started getting, you know, uh, made fun of sort of by the industry because obviously evil Hollywood doesn't want to push that. Um, I don't know if you're, do you remember the band P.O.D.? They're Christian guys. I don't know. I I remember growing up listening to Toby Mac a lot. I don't know if you know know who that is. is. He's like a, a Christian, I'd say. He has like rap songs, but... Maybe just a Christian pop artist. Uh, I think now, like, you're right. I think Christian rap is getting a lot better than it used to be. Uh, but where it should be. There's an artist named Caleb Gordon who, who has pretty good, like, but, and I know this might not be good, but I still listen to just, like, regular rap. I've been trying to listen to other music, though. Like, I, I like to listen to country. Of I like course. to Blink-182. Um, <laughs> and I know a lot of that is still just, like, brain rot. I know it's all, like, still poison. Um, but, you know, music is... I I have this weird opinion. It's different. But, look, today in the car, I was listening to just some, some Catholic hymns, all right? I didn't listen to any, <laughs> any brain-rotting rap or brain-rotting rock, you know? it's I was just trying to be at peace or something, trying to get myself used to listening to peaceful music. I think it does depend on how impressionable you are because 50 Cent and G-Unit always said that they were doing entertainment. Now, they were involved with that, but obviously not once they were making records were they much involved in crime, if at all. And, you know, you go back to people like Tupac and um, N.W.A., they were not really involved with crime. I mean, the the most crime N.W.A. was involved with was Easy being like a weed dealer before he started being with the group. Ice Cube was not involved with crime. He just lived in a bad neighborhood. Dr. Dre was considered like a nerdy DJ. Uh, Tupac was a theater student who then got involved with a record label, Death Row Records, shout out Snoop, which was involved with crime, and he purposely kept himself in it. You know, that sort of thing. But I don't think if you're not an impressionable kid actually wanting to do these things that it's that big of a deal. You know, it's, it's when the... You know, girls are way more impressionable, and I'd hate to to siphon it this way or to cut it down the middle this way. But when girls want to dance like the musicians that they see and want to dress like the musicians that they see, I think that's a bit different than guys wanting to be wanting to wear baggy jeans or wanting to be a little bit emo as long as it's not taken to like the obvious extremes, or or wearing a red hat backwards like Fred Durst. I think that there's a significant difference. Now, if some kids are saying hey, these rappers are cool, I want to be drug dealers, and I want to carry unregistered firearms and commit carjackings and stuff, then yes, I would say that is bad, and I would say, where are your parents? But, you know, it's hard for me to give a man an excuse, or even a late-age teen boy an excuse 
when I, it didn't cause me to do anything. Like I was listening to the most messed up Eminem lyrics at 13 oh, yeah. years old. I was listening to G Unit in high school. I was listening to Limp Biscuit. I was listening to all these different artists, and I it never said I I never said I want to commit a crime. So it's hard for me to uh, sympathize with people who do that. But I will say that generic rap culture is generally bad. I remember, and last thing here, I remember talking to Bryson Gray on my show a couple of years ago. And he told me about this thing called drill rap, which I hadn't heard of at the time. And the, he cited a music video where a guy was literally shooting a music video, laying on the graves of two dead guys as making fun of them. And I was like, this is wild. You shot a music video, making fun of dead guys. And it's like, I didn't realize that existed. That is bad culture. That is bad stuff. And there is a, um, a former football player, Michael Irvin from the Dallas Cowboys. His son is a rapper who raps about drugs and guns, and his father makes fun of him for that, for being a rich kid who lives in a gated community doing that. Wait, who's his son? I don't remember the name of it. Dude, uh, I wonder. I pop in or something. Uh, Yeah, no, I think I'd largely agree. Like, whether it's against rap, still listens to rap, uh, to some extent at least. And I think it's wrong or not. Uh, I do think that like rap has a lot of degenerate tones. But again, yeah, like I, I wasn't allowed to grow up listening to like you know explicit rap until I just kind of started listening to it on my own. Um, and what I started listening to at the beginning was popular stuff, you know, like the Kanye Wests, the the Eminem's, the Lil Wayne's, that kind of stuff. And then I kind of got into SoundCloud rap era, which I think is probably mm. is, is probably arguably the most degenerate uh, when it comes to you know, your ski mask, the slump gods, your uh, XXXs, your you know little little peeps, your little pills, <laughs> you know, before a little Wi-Fi's funeral, all these guys, you know, you get to those. Um, and that's who I listened to for a long time, which is like the super heavy bass, like really distorted 808s kind of stuff. Uh, and they talk about some really like explicit stuff. But I think that for kid, and I think you were right, influenced, right? If you have a guy, a boy, like a son of yours that's grown up, he can probably listen to Eminem and Kanye West and those kind of rappers totally fine. Like knowing that it's just a song and not wanting to go out and kill someone or like, you know, that, that kind of stuff won't happen. But parent, when you see people like your Megan the Stallions and your Cardi B's, you know, going out there and being half naked women, uh, shaking what their mama gave them and, you know, committing like sodomy, um on screen like for youtube videos that's like the terrible part is that every will be some young girl doing exactly what that you know female rapper did in the music video which is like the detrimental part i don't watch an eminem music video or like you know who's like someone a jack harlow music video and i don't go out and start like you know shooting people right like i'm not doing that I, I don't have the desire to like even record a tiktok of me being like oh yo bang 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 you know i don't, I don't <laughs> you never put you never put anyone in a tr- you never put a girlfriend in the trunk before nothing like I, that. I have never put drove off a bridge and in uh a, in my trunk i've never i'm, I'm gonna stop there there's 
a lot of Eminem lyrics that we could add now. Good segue to the Patreon page. So true. Pa- Patreon.com slash UOPod is where you'll, get, where you'll get the bonus podcast every single week. And Gabe himself has been on it. You can I see have. that episode here if you sign up. And this is weak, pathetic Canadian dollars. They won't even come to $10 in your account if you sign up. It'll come to like 6 between 6 and $7. You can also be a monthly super fan, or you can be an unauthorized person. So that's probably like $45 US. And we will take your suggestions for a segment, which we have done before. And it was actually a pretty good segment about our good clown friend, Richie the Barber. So you will see recent podcasts. We've been doing bonus podcasts with Anomaly lately. So we have a couple for the last two weeks. And if you sign up, you'll see those. We've also got some bonus footage coming uh, this week. Some unearthed interviews that I've had with some comedians. And, of course, the full John Doyle experience in Texas, which Gabe was a part of uh, with, with the gun ranges, is down here. Uh, this one right here, Infiltrating Texas with John Doyle. You will see Gabe possibly at the end of that. Now, there is a part of that video I had to take out, Gabe, when we were in John's studio that got extra explicit. Uh, uh, things were pointed at that uh, yeah, people. Was it, was it when some specific object was pointed at me? Yeah. I actually and, had that clip. I was thinking about putting it in my Instagram post for like the year like 2023 one of those i didn't but i was gonna make like a 2023 year recap and i was gonna put that clip that you sent me in there of that thing being pointed at me but i was like uh i don't that could be used for the intro to a music video or something and then it goes three weeks earlier Uh, that would be sweet if you could get like well if you could get, if if I was down there, we could probably get one of these guys to come down and shoot a music video that they planned on shooting anyways. Oh, dude, uh, what's it called? You know Rep, right? You're friends with Rep. Yeah. Uh, frequent guest on the show uh, from what I see. Um, <laughs> he, he actually is a rapper, if you didn't know. I don't know if you've listened no, I to music before. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't I'm know if you're trying to, to cut this, the stream right now, but I would I would recommend you turn it on like for the outro or something. Sure. I don't know. Or, or maybe- can you send a link in the, the chat we have here? Uh, yeah, here See I the can... pro- the stream chat here. Um, I also want you to listen to Limp Biscuits album, um, chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water. I want you personally to listen to that so you can feel the angst. I just learned what a chocolate starfish meant. Like, yeah, <laughs> I so did not listen know to that me. album. You will, you will feel what I felt in the year 2000 to 2002. Let's go ahead. And let's go ahead and talk about um, talk about football briefly there. But Deion Sanders, amazing football player from the 90s. He's got two sons that he coaches in college. And, you know, they have huge publicity. Now that college athletes can make money from brand deals and their likeness and everything. They're making tons of money. They bought their father a house, I read. So his sons are now doing all sorts of stuff. And I noticed the other day, Gabe, that they're actually doing or did a fashion show for Louis Vuitton, which is by Pharrell. He's like their director of, not marketing, but like one of their head style people now, or whatever that's called. And, um, you know, I'm chalking it up to pretty cringe. Let's see what it looked like. When you've been through 
I don't know if we'll get copyright claimed for that song, so I'm going to go ahead and yeah. mute it. Um, that was his son at the beginning, right here, with the bag and the ca- the digital camo. I mean, his clothes that he's wearing were pretty nice. I'm not going to lie there. The, the clothes that he was wearing were pretty decent. I don't know who this guy is. He seems to be dressed as a wicker basket and or tree. That's what the look they're going for there. Um, this is the other Sanders son. The vest and the gay satchel, <laughs> I would say. Um, and the communist hat. See, I kind of like that. I kind of like that look. I kind of like the jacket. I like the... I mean, this is, you know, Jaw Rules assistant or <laughs> something walking up. That right there looks fire until you look at his feet, bro. This and is the Lil Nas X line. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, hold up. Right, right after this guy. The, the sweater. Hold up. Yeah, the Lil Nas X. Gonna take my hoe to the Old Town Road. Yeah. The, the Old Town Road. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dude. I want to see this other guy that was walking Chris behind. Reed. That guy who walked by in the background with the long hair. This is just got out of prison look, that one. Yeah. But yeah, I like that coat. I'd wear that digital camo coat. That's like a German urban digital camo, I want to say. Yeah. But the what point of this was... Pardon? What brand is that? What clothes brand? Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Oh. That bag's probably $8,000. But my question is... Yeah, right. Go ahead. I mean, sure. Thank you. It's probably cheap. I expect it. Um, What I'm thinking, though, is these are your football playing sons. This would I don't know if I would. This tells me that they're not going to be the best players moving forward. That's what I'm saying. And on the other hand, if I was a football player, would I be champing at the bid to walk the runway? I mean, if you're sponsored by Louis Vuitton or something like that or in a commercial, that's fair. I think, but what I can't support this game is what all I'm saying. I I can't support my football playing sons wanting to be runway models. I don't know if you see it as cut and dry as I do. I'm pretty judgmental. I here's the thing is like, I don't, I'm not necessarily opposed to modeling, right? (laughs) But no, like not me modeling, but just like people modeling. Mm Because obviously companies, clothes, brands, like they clothes right uh and to wear your clothes i don't know any of those football players just being honest like you're you're not you're probably not good enough if i don't and i don't know much about football and i still know like who famous football players are therefore you're not famous enough to be venturing outside of your sport yet therefore you should not be on that runway um but you know with that being said i don't know i guess there's gonna we're gonna start seeing gay football players now. Like it's it's gonna <laughs> happen. Like it's it just has to. Like there's no way it's not gonna happen. So. Well, they are very famous, much to your dismay. Uh, they're in uh, college though. It's because their father was a very famous player, and he's coaching uh, their team. So you know, college football though, college football is very obscure. You know, yeah, I don't watch it. Exactly. Only the really like obscure people that are like viscerally addicted to watching football, like watch college football. I know viscerally that's addicted. Many, that's so many of my friends. So I, I have missed <laughs> all of them, but. Shiloh hit the runway in an orange and brown camouflage puffer jacket adorned with Louis Vuitton. Like this is somebody, somebody Super Bowl. Kyra Alessandrini is described getting 
I get to describe what people wore on fashion for one of my articles. It's basically how I feel when I get to write about sports or video games. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's a good sign for football players. This guy in the background looks like a walking mannequin. But I don't think it's a good sign for a football player in terms of how good they're going to be if they want to walk on a runway. And I don't think it's a... I don't know. I just... You're not manly if you're a runway model. I'm sorry. It's just like... It's not... It's You can't put those things together. Shiloh and Shooter both play for the yeah. Colorado Buffaloes as safety and quarterback. They're known as high... Perf- for their high performance in their sports, their high NIL valuations, and for being the son of team coach Dion Sanders. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's... Know. Uh, maybe you're being a little bit... Uh, we want to be multidimensional. We don't want to do... To be just football, Shiloh told Pharrell in a YouTube video. You already are, Louis Vuitton's creative director replied. So that's Pharrell's title now. It's just that society makes you think that you are not, and you aspire to be other things, but you guys do so many things already. If I were you, I would change that language. I am multidimensional, Pharrell added. They're holding you down. You're famous college athletes making millions of dollars. Society's holding you down. I'm Pharrell with my giant stupid hats. (laughs) I was going to say, is is, are we like anti-Pharrell? Because I'm not opposed to being anti-Pharrell, Williams. I'm not opposed to being... I'm not anti-Pharrell, but Pharrell is very of the system. You know, there's... uh, Pharrell's been part of... You know, just go ahead and look up what Pharrell has been a part of in terms of political activism, and then you shall see. He has come up, he's gone to things where he's saying, like, the musicians aren't being paid too much, and it's brought to you by, like, the Clinton Global Initiative and stuff like that. And, you know, you know, obviously Oprah loves him, and he comes from humble beginnings. I think he's from Virginia, and they were doing songs, uh, NERD and stuff, were producing for a lot of people back then. Is it's like he looks kind of. I don't know. I don't know. We're not making such judgments until we get him kissing a guy. And even then, the South African middleweight, now middleweight champion of the UFC, Drickus Duplessis, kisses his coach and his father and his grandfather on the lips and claims it's just cultural. So can we even be sure anymore? I I don't know unless unless we see the Andrew says. Make out with Ferrano, <laughs> was gay or not? Um, we got more time here. Let's talk you about to, how you have to tell me if he like kisses gay or if he kisses. Like, <laughs> he kisses like a man. <laughs> yeah, he took me his sweet, sweet alien, gangly like embrace. All 130 pounds of him. Um, so this is something I wrote about, but this is um, from New Jersey. Now they had a plastic bag ban. If you're unaware, we have a plastic bag ban across all of Canada. We also have a plastic utensil ban and a plastic straw ban. It really sucks eating with a piece of wood, drinking with a piece of paper, and you can't even get a McFlurry anymore, Gabe. I don't know if you saw me post about this, but McFlurries now come with a wooden spoon inside of a cardboard container. So obviously that melts immediately. Because it's like it's just in like a food container. It makes no sense. They've ruined McFlurries, and I'll have my revenge one day, non-violently, of course, just through song. New Jersey's uh, plastic bag ban actually increased pollution, and you know it comes down to the fact that these replacement bags 
take up more plastic and create more uh, pollution in their creation. So after New Jersey banned single plastic bags, their number of bags fell down by more than 60%. This pushed their numbers under a billion, which they actually had like 1.5 billion. While the reduction in single bag, single use bags was evident, it generated different problems. What are you doing over there? Writing on a piece of cardboard? Oh, no, I'm, speak? I'm following the mouse along with the words that you're reading. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Your reading comprehension is like grade six. Uh, that's actually <laughs> true uh you have like a ninth grade reading level so yeah it's all right it's bad it's bad follow along uh um, while the reduction in single-use bags was evidence evident it generated different problems including the very same environmental issues that tried to uh, mitigate and let's scroll down to the numbers here um, the emissions increased by 500%. So they measured it just by greenhouse gas emissions, which is very d- generic. You have to imagine it's carbon dioxide. But the problem was they went from these single-use plastic bags, which, you know, are very thin, and they've used, they've they've produced them probably trillions of times, yeah. judging by the fact that New Jersey produces a bi- produced a billion a year. So they're very used to producing them and they're very used to recycling them. And they're, they are now made with a lot of recyclable materials, but these new ones that are non-woven polypropylene plastic, you know, not many people recycle them at all. Uh, they're thrown out after just a couple of uses. It said two to three uses. And when they're made, they emit, they have five, five times the amount of emissions than the regular plastic bag. So the only person, you know, and it also consumes 15 times more plastic in the production and generates five times more emissions per bag. There it is. So um, the only person who's actually benefiting from these is the plastic bag retailers, so the grocery stores. So the study that I'm citing here went on to state that when COVID and lockdowns hit and everybody was either picking up their grocery bags full of groceries, obviously, or getting them delivered, that means they aren't using their own reusable bags. That means they aren't showing up with the big honking bags and filling two to three bags. No, they're getting all these plastic bags delivered, the new ones, the new crappy Walmart ones, if you're familiar at all, which you probably aren't, luckily. And those get thrown out after a couple days into a landfill. They can't be recycled. They cause way more emissions. And because all these deliveries and pickups were increased, all the grocery stores are selling all these bags because they they sell them for like 10 cents or whatever. So they actually made up to $200,000 of profit in just bags per location in New Jersey. That was f- totaled $42 million across the state. So forget, you know, saving the environment. Forget getting rid of landfills. Knowing this now, I can only say, and this is my opinion, and I'll ask you yours, that the reason they wanted these bands is because they knew that they would sell a lot more bags. Now, the other bags are cheaper. You know, they recycle them. All these other people are getting paid. And just like all the other green energy initiatives, which I call the my trillionaires, not your trillionaires uh, way of thinking, all they've done is change production from these other plastic bags to these unrecyclable plastic bags. So somebody else is getting rich and they probably said, Hey, grocery stores, you're going to make a lot more money by charging people for these bags. And we're going to say it's good for the environment. Just like the other things, just like greenhouse gas emissions, electric cars, manufacturers are going to make the money. We want them to be the billionaires, the gas people. We don't like them. They're more conservative. So we don't want them to make as much money. 
I can't help but think that this was known all along, that if all of a sudden we change to a plastic type that creates more emissions and isn't recycled as often, that there's got to be some reason behind that, and that's making more money for these grocery stores. How do you feel about it? Yeah, no, I'd, I totally agree. And I think the biggest example that I see of grocery stores like this, at least in America, is Aldi's. Aldi's doesn't give a plastic bag uh, option. You either get no bag and you have to carry all your groceries by hand or you have to buy like a $3 reusable bag by them every single time you go. And you're not going to remember to bring your reusable bag. Nobody's remembers. Like who who's going to remember to bring their reusable bag? I remember to bring my reusable bags. I keep them in the trunk of my car. All right. Maybe I'm coping. Continue. But when I bring my groceries into my apartment, I don't want to walk back out to my car. So they stay in my house. Right. Uh, and I only go to all these like every once in a while. But still, I'm assuming like if you're going every single week. Right. You're going to forget at some point you're going to have to rebuy these bags are stupid. Right. Not everyone can be Andrew says. Not everyone can be as smart as Andrew. Um, but most people are stupid, so they're going to be using that money. Uh, and I'm sure that they saw this as a form of uh, profit, most part, for the most part. Uh, they probably saw it as like, a, hey, losing money with this. The We're going to start losing money on people buying groceries because the economy is terrible right now. People are going to be spending less money uh, at the grocery store. They're going to probably be purposely starving themselves to some extent, like, oh, we can't afford this 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 anymore so we have to figure out a way making that money to have it because i know it's a two hundred thousand profit and maybe there was like a significant profit per store uh but i'm sure that a lot of grocery stores are also getting hit right now because of the economy so i see this as probably a way that they thought was like hyper genius to uh you know get out of that jam that economy has put them in. Uh, even though you said this started like at the end of COVID, I'd assume that they probably knew, you know, that the economy was going to be bad after COVID. So, yeah, I guess those are my thoughts on on that. Uh, I'm pro regular, just plastic bag. Make them free. All right, don't. I don't recycle mine. I just use mine as little trash bags for mm -hmm. you know my basket in my bathroom. You know, use you that. know. My trip to Texas was truly a trip about freedom. Getting plastic bags. We're getting plastic straws. We're getting oversized oh, yeah. drinks when we order a small. Your small is our large. And then there's 17 really? other sizes above that. I'd say the small is a little bit bigger than our medium. But once you get to an American medium, that's significantly bigger than our large, I would say. Okay. okay. Well... And Whenever you come back down or food places, I know that like we're not pro fast food, but fast food is good sometimes. It's probably one of the most American things you can do is eat a McDonald's cheeseburger. That's right. right. So <laughs> the last thing I wanted to talk about, because, you know, um, it's a controversial issue. It's not that controversial, but Kentucky is looking to ban cell phones in class. Now, I thought this was assumed to already be a thing, and I can't imagine a classroom where the teacher's just like, all right, you can use your phones during class. Now we had cell phones when I was in high school. I won't date myself, but we weren't using them in class. And uh, that was because you could barely do anything on them other than text at that time. 
which of course was 2019. No, um, so I don't know when you were in class, I can only imagine how easy it would be to cheat on tests, to just be sending messages when the teacher's not looking, uh, be, to be doing whatever you want. I mean, it would be sweet, obviously, but I thought, I assumed there was some sort of established thing here where you walk into the classroom and they go into a bin or they, you got to leave them in your locker during class. You can check them between classes. What was it like for you in high school? So I graduated in 2021. Uh, oh so that, that, that day to me, I'm only graduated uh, about four or five years ago, almost right. Four years ago, roughly. Um, and I used to use my phone all the time in class, all the time in class. Now I will say I'm a type one diabetic. So I was allowed to right by the school because my blood sugar meter phone and I would just do other stuff on my phone. But also before I had diabetes, because I got diagnosed like midway through high school, I had an Apple watch that I used to allegedly cheat on tests all the time with. Um, so like it, it, it is a big thing, right? And my sister, she's in the high school right now. She uses her phone all the time. Every child has basically bullied school districts into allowing phones to being like essential. They've convinced them that having phones is essential for learning, which is not. People used to learn way more before phones existed. All right. Phones are quite literally just to use my phone to play Clash Royale all the time. All right. It's not like a helpful aid. Right. It only for me specifically, it was helpful because of like my medical stuff. But for other students, nobody else used to use their phones during class, like for useful things. Right. There's computers in almost every classroom. There's computers, the desktops. The teachers could just be like, no phones. Go use desktop. If you need to look something up, go use desktop because then the teacher can see like if you're playing games on the desktop, too. There's no need for phones, but phones have like taken over basically everything. So, um, someone said pitiful clickbait. By the way, we did cover the Snoop Dogg thing already. You're just late to the stream. Yeah, um, I don't know what uh, that could be referencing. Maybe they're saying Fox is putting clickbait. Who knows? But oh, maybe. we had obviously. I would assume there's laptops involved in high school now too, but I'm not sure. But laptops we had in college was like obviously you can do whatever you want some teachers say close them all the time yes of course it's the right thing to do i remember when i was in radio school and we had a news class which had computers in it that was the first time i ever beat tech uh tetris i i beat 99 levels of tetris in a class so you give a person a computer or a phone, they're going to find ways to distract themselves and not pay attention in class. Yeah, That's just the way it is. So I don't think it should be allowed. You know, they have, I've written and read about school districts that are using these things called yonder bags, which is a bag that locks that fits your cell phone in it. They use them a lot at comedy clubs now. Uh, Joe Rogan sort of popularized it. Tony Hinchcliffe uses it. There's some Texas references for you because I've been to Tony Hinchcliffe shows where you come up, they put your thing in a bag. And it's not like you have to leave your bag or your, uh, your phone with a person. It's in this big bag like this. It still kind of fits in a pocket. It's kind of bulky, but it's not like you have to leave it somewhere. They probably knew people would freak out. So it just makes it so you can't use your phone. And then right after, there's five, six, seven, eight people standing outside the doors 
hustling to unlock your bags. It's never been a problem. I've been to like three shows where they've used it, and they come and unlock your bag for you so you get your phone out. They've used that at schools, and I think that's pretty good. I think just saying, hey, put it in your locker, nobody's going to come steal it from your locker during school unless you live in an extremely high crime area, I guess. Yeah. But you have like 10 minutes between classes. You have to go change your books most of the time. You can go check your phone, send a couple of messages. Like, it's not the end of the world. And the fact that you say they've, they've been convinced that the kids need them is insane. I think a lot of the teachers are weak these days. Um, a lot of them weren't as weak back in the day, I feel like. And I think a lot of it has to do with politics. I think a lot of it has to do with these teachers who are very like, you can't, you have to listen to the kids. If they're trans, they're trans. Like, if you're saying a kid knows knows what gender it is and knows, like, about, like, racial structure and class struggle and all these things that they grant teenagers to having advanced knowledge for, then maybe you have to admit that they know that they need the cell phones, even though they obviously don't. Maybe that's the line of thinking. A lot of teachers are bad. You know, people complain about teacher pay in the United States and it's because there's so many people who try to be teachers. Now I've been around the block long enough to see different ebbs and flows of what you know, jobs are very popular, usually among women. So um, when I went to college the first time, you know, being a nurse was really popular, right? So all of a sudden there was tons of nurses and they didn't get paid much. And then the second time I went to college, between the three years I was in it, um, at first it was personal support workers. Tons of pe- tons of girls were taking that. So all of a sudden that was a shitty paying job. And then the next thing was like dental assistant. So when there's these huge influxes of people trying to take jobs that are popular of the day, there's not going to be enough income to go around. And so for people to say that teachers need to just generally be paid more, well, they've gone into a field that's extremely competitive. And if I'm going into like, I don't know, shoe salesman, and there's 55 shoe stores down the street, I'm probably not going to make as much money. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's just the market. You oversaturate it with people, then you're going to get paid less if everyone wants a job. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but teachers just in general, do, they have, you know, public schools. Most private school teachers, the right. uh, benefit of getting paid, actually caring about their job, and most of the time having a religious background. But public school teachers... They just get anyone. They literally just get anyone that looks young, that looks like they can appeal to kids or whatever. Most of the time, they're, uh, you know, they're they're liberal and stupid and don't know how to appeal to children. Really, you just get bullied by the kids uh, <laughs> because it's very easy to bully teachers. Like it's so easy. And if me and my friends really want, no, I'm being so dead ass. Like it's it's crazy. If me and my friends in high school really wanted to give a teacher a heart, right? Because there were kids that were disrespectful and they would like semi-bully teachers around. If me and my competent friends actually wanted to bully a teacher, we totally could have. And if I had like never expressed conservative beliefs, oh my goodness, I could have made everything about race and it would have been so... (laughs) I had good teachers. Yeah. No, continue. I was just going to say they're pushovers. Uh, I had good teachers in elementary school, especially a lot of, I was friends with a lot of the teacher's sons that were my age. And I can think of uh, two or three specific teachers that I really loved and they never put, it was a different time though. There was no politics involved in it. Like we didn't have to worry about or care about or learn about queer rainbows and flags (laughs) and everything. So it was a different time. So black women. (laughs) Yeah. So now it's just like, 
I mean, and they always voted left wing as a as a voting block too. It just it was all about their union pay and everything. So maybe that's why um, it's so it was so much better up here. But you know, I can definitely see where you're coming from. I remember in gym class, it was a lot easier once it it wasn't mandatory after tenth grade, so eleventh and twelfth. Um, you have the people who want to play sports in those classes, so we would basically just demand to play. It's very Canadian. We demanded to play floor hockey. It either had to be hockey or football pretty much every single day or else we would cause a riot. And, is, <laughs> and um, you know, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> just, just, oh, man, you killed me. So what's, Yeah, no, um, I, I... Oh, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to add, I remember having a uh, substitute teacher once, actually. Based old rich lady with tattoos from head to toe named Mrs. Count. All right. And uh, she was she was everyone's favorite substitute because she was like based. Right. And, and I only know this now because I think back to stuff that she said. But basically, our uh, English teacher had lied to us and told us that she had a doctor's appointment so that she was calling out. And I'm sure that's what she told the school. Then. We get to class and uh, we're like, we're like, oh, where's uh, I forget my actual teacher's name. That's like the craziest part. I think it was uh, Star. You don't need to say the actual teacher's name. Oh, I don't care. I, I'll I'll just say Mrs. G. Oh, where's Mrs. G today? And she's like, oh, she didn't tell you guys. And then one student was like, oh yeah, she said like she went to the doctor's appointment. She said, no, 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 that's not it at all. He goes, oh, is that what she told you? No, she went to go to an anti-Trump rally. <laughs> And, nice. and, then, and then she just turned around and started writing on the board and like i knew like there was other stuff that she told me where she was like oh you know this generation is lost like pretty base stuff but that was one thing where i was like dude she just called out for you know skipping school skipping her like duty as a teacher to like be there yeah. when she's well to go to like some anti-trump rally so yeah that was yeah Reminds me of the song, My Generation by Limp Biscuit. You're going to have to listen to the album. I want your full review. I'll send you the... Do you have Spotify? Set. Okay. I'm, well, I'm pro... Limp I'm an Biscuit. Apple Music... I'm an Apple product supremacist, but I do like Spotify. I'm not anti-Spotify. I think Spotify is epic. Has a lot of unreleased music on there that I can listen to. Wow. Outing them. Every time somebody's good to you, you just out them. You know? What was um? What was Rep's uh, rap? What am I gonna find that under? Dude, I have it. I tried to look it up on Spotify, but I can't find or not on Spotify on SoundCloud, but I can't find it. Oh, it's uh, not on it YouTube. I'm sure if you look up on YouTube, someone's reacted to it. But release, um, put it on YouTube. Press release. Red Eagle Patriot. That's I don't I, see it. Yeah, unless it's from somebody called Lyrical Commission. We're gonna play this song anyways on the outro. It's called Lyrical Commission press release. Never heard of it. Um, it's the username is Ghostface four one one. So I don't know if this is Ghostface Killer, but we're gonna play it at the end. If it gets copyright claimed, we'll just <laughs> erase it. Um, but of course, nothing gets erased on Rumble. Nothing gets erased on Spotify because they know, you know, every single week almost we get demonetized. I think there's one or two weeks where we weren't demonetized on YouTube. And every oh, single cool. week, but two now, 
we have not won the appeal because we're following the rules. And even though YouTube knows we're following the rules, they're still going to demonetize us anyways. Gabe Victal from the KGB show. He's a Brazilian soccer player who had to retire due to an Achilles blowout. So he's doing podcasts now. Find him on Instagram. Find him on YouTube with the KGB show. Dude, we will see you next time. Patreon.com. What? Correction. That, you guys will no longer be able to find me at the KGB. I've not technically oh, officially no. made the last episode. You show is uh, closing the book on its chapter. If you find me anywhere in the future, it will be on my Instagram. And there's no like bad blood anyways. Blake's actually just taking over the channel uh, because I'm moving and KGB is also moving so be over the channel but you guys can find me at the trenches youtube channel uh bo diddle lily kate and i am editor and cameraman gabe and i will be appearing in some of the videos in the future but yeah <laughs> see me there he will send nude if you asked him whoa uh, no. patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash pod shout outs in the chat jb Majewski. that's a good polish name mr krakovian that's probably the same guy because that's also a polish name he wants to see my feet you're gonna have to sign up for patreon and then who knows what'll happen i'll do a se- five minute segment on foot photos if you sign up for patreon and request that some other person has says hello sorry for bothering you i want to offer a promotion to your channel sorry not going to read that and then naya said pitiful clickbait obviously naya was talking about fox news we would never have pitiful clickbait here only the best clickbait the best of all time it was good clickbait she said where is the clickbait i said come get the clickbait here it's a work in progress alive Uh, what'd you say quite honestly the clickbait was (laughs) it was quite the Best. It was, you know, it was, it was the best, you know. They wanted clickbait. They couldn't get it. I said, screw yourselves. No clickbait here. I, I said, walked in. No. I said, they're gay. They said I had clickbait. I said, they're gay. <laughs> I walked in there. I said, wow, all these people are gay. All right. Uh, we um, we're going to close on this random song. We'll see you guys next week. And then, um, you know, sign up for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash UOPod audio listeners. We also love you. Of many horrors I've lived through A scholar of kicks, loops and bottles of Vicks brewed I follow the southern squalls and scribble on others' walls You're too fickle to fucking brawl I mingle with troubled swords and double thoughts In my bank account So check the statement, I can break it down LC's taking the crown, making it healthy, never complacent Pushing it to the limit the other- Turn it up, Jordan